Doc. I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We are done with the NFL Draft. We are done with talking about the NFL Draft for now, kind of. Today, we're going to be doing our own rookie mock draft, so that is very exciting. Are you excited to pick some rookies, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun to go through some rookies because I'm not going to be able to do that in the main league that I'm going to be in. I got zero rookies uh, to draft from because I traded them all the way to get players and uh, whatnot. Oh, well, <laughs> that sucks for you. I'm almost yeah. there because I traded most of mine away last year to try and make a run, <laughs> and it didn't work out to my advantage. So, oh, well, we get to do one uh, very, very shortly. But before that, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about some NFL news, and uh, we'll start with the sad news of Don Shula passing away. Yeah, um, he was ninety years old, so it wasn't like it was a sudden, uh, yeah. massive yeah. thing that happened. But my goodness, Don Shula! I, most people nowadays, the younger generation, they don't really know about Don Shula. This guy was the best coach of all time. I mean, he has the yeah. record for most wins. He, he's done things. He coached against a man who was an NFL head coach in 1920, <laughs> the league's first season. And also, he has coached against someone who is still an NFL head coach now, Bill Belichick. He was 5-4 mm-hmm. and four head-to-head against George Hallis and 2-0 and oh versus Bill Belichick. <laughs> so he's undefeated against Belichick. Uh, it's pretty hard to say that Belichick's the best ever when you can't even beat the the guy you're trying to chase. So That's I'm right. just going to give the nod to Shula. That's a hundred percent guarantee on that one. Uh, Don Shula also coached 48% of the Dolphins NFL seasons. There's only one who comes close and wow. that's Greg Popovich who has coached 46% of the Spurs seasons. So wow. that is an insane stat. That uh, is really cool. I mean, it's almost 50% of the entire franchise's games right that's crazy it's just crazy he was a head coach for 33 seasons do you know how many losing seasons he had i'm gonna guess not very many two (laughs) two two 1976 he was six and eight and 1988 he was six and ten his 347 wins are the most in history george hallis had 324 bill belichick has 304 so 43 games away which is doable, but at the same time, if the Patriots are in a funk, it might take a, just a little bit longer to get closer. And the question is, now I want to know how many losing seasons Belichick has had. I know he had one or two with the Browns, uh, but that's got to be close to it. <laughs> I don't have that one in front of me, but that is a very, very interesting one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was one more thing, if I can find it really quick, about him. Uh, oh, he, before he became a head coach, Don Shula was defensive coordinator for the early 60s. In a famous 1962 Thanksgiving game, Don's defense registered 11 sacks as Detroit upset the 10-0 Packers. <laughs> long, <laughs> long time ago, but still doing Don Shula things. So, mm-hmm. 
Uh, Sadden is his passing, but man, he left an amazing legacy behind. And I'll have a yep. tidbit of Don Shula when we go into the Jets show, too. So stay tuned okay. for that one. I have a nice little <laughs> quote from Don Shula. Uh, let's move. Good. Yep, let's move on. We've got some quarterback news. Andy Dalton has found a home. It didn't take him long, <laughs> and he's not moving. Or he he is moving, but he's moving NFL cities. He actually has a home in Dallas, so Lucky. he doesn't have to buy a home or do any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> he is now the backup for Dak Prescott, and he's very very cheap when it comes to experienced backups apparently Mm. to get his full money guaranteed in this deal um he gets like seven million dollars if he wins the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) well that's not going to happen so that that money's out the window yeah it's a cheap Um, one (laughs) but yeah i mean he's just a backup at this point and that's all he really deserves music a fine backup. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's if you've got experience in the NFL of being a starter at, at any point in time, I mean, if, even if you have like Matt Castle type of starter experience, it's sure. still good to have as a backup quarterback. So Andy Dalton, he he had success. He also didn't have success, and sometimes and most of I don't know fifty fifty. Right? I got to see what his his record was as a starting quarterback. It couldn't have been much better than. 500 it, I don't it was probably close was, to that because they did have a few yeah. winning seasons with Marvin Lewis yeah. they made the playoffs never won a playoff game but <laughs> you know they did make the playoffs a few times so he does have experience in winning but he's also played on some bad teams too but yes that that is true I mean I really hope it's not another uh story like the Eagles with Nick Foles and coming in and back up because Dak Prescott <laughs> hurt and leads him to super I don't need to see that story again in the NFC East yeah you especially don't <laughs> but I, I Andy Dalton's just not Nick Foles like it's a it's a different scenario yeah it it's is just a very, really it really is if but, he if he got them to the Super Bowl, I'd be I'd be surprised. Like it would be unbelievable. He does have weapons though, better probably than he has in a while. Yeah. Uh, one of the best running backs in the game, three yeah. great receivers. So yeah, it's not out of the question that he could outperform what he had done in Cincinnati. But I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> He has to he has to hope for a Dak Prescott injury anyway. Yes. So that's that's saying something to begin with. Now the only thing that this probably does do is it uh probably minimizes the chance that Dak Prescott will hold out because oh, they man. have a competent person to replace him and what this could be the Dak Prescott in for Tony Romo if something happens or he's not playing in the preseason he just takes the job. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a scenario that I could hope for and watch as the quarterback <laughs> turmoil in Dallas just makes me laugh and smile. Yeah. I don't think that's uh, no. too big of a concern for him because well, it's, it's Andy Dalton. I don't know. There's nothing else you yeah. really have well, to say. And Dak Prescott hasn't missed a game in four years. So unfortunately yeah, for yeah. me, he has that going for him. Anyway, if you're looking at our video, you're on Twitch or you're on YouTube watching this video, uh, you'll notice that there's a picture of Mitch Trubisky next to Andy Dalton uh, in our video feed. 
Well, that's because uh, Mitch Trubisky was declined his fifth-year option. I mean, mm. it's not much of a surprise, but at the same time, how much are the Bears going to have to pay for a quarterback? I mean, if they get away from Nick Foles and he does take the starting job, they're going to have to pay more for a quarterback than if they would have just, you know, put the fifth-year tag on Trubisky. And who knows what they would do with Foles. It's a weird, sticky situation. I'm guessing they're going to go completely off and find somebody new in the next year or two. Yeah, I don't think Trubisky's worth it. I mean, at this point, you've kind of seen what he's given you. I thought he had potential, but then last year happened. (laughs) And that's unfortunate because it just didn't look good at all. It didn't. It didn't look good at all. Mitch Trubisky is basically gearing himself a spot on the bench this year Uh, Mm -hmm. it it is weird if you think about it they traded a pick for the contract of Nick Foles then you think about it a little bit more how many quarterbacks out there could they have gotten without trading a pick and not giving 20 plus million dollars Nick Foles let's see right right, right. Andy Dalton just signed a very team-friendly deal Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston signed a very team-friendly deal. Now, his mm-hmm. situation might be a little different because he signed with the Saints because he wanted to sit behind Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Sean Payton, one of the greatest coaches we've seen in recent history. So he can learn a lot from those two guys and maybe step in and be the next franchise quarterback for the Saints. Again, it's not possible. saying it's going to happen. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, we're talking about Bears quarterbacks and they could have gotten so many other cheaper they could they could still sign cam newton right now and yeah that just seems insane why not bring in somebody the fan base seemed to be excited about hey let's bring in cam newton he could yeah, you know, you know jump start this that. offense nick Foles just definitely doesn't have the same uh, athletic ability as cam newton he probably has a better deep ball and, you know, things like that. But it would be so much more exciting for Bears fans if you could get somebody like Cam Newton in there and, you know, get that running game going and the play action would start to pop. And Allen Robinson would obviously be the best target on the team. And it just seems like the Bears have fumbled the quarterback position. Oh, they have <laughs> for a little while now. I mean, you can even say Jay Cutler was you know, a fumble on the quarterback position. What they did, they thought, okay, it's going to be our franchise quarterback, and it just never worked out. They no. made the playoffs, what, once? Once with Jay Cutler, I think? Mm, maybe uh, twice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe twice. I don't know, but it didn't work out. Their quarterback position has been not good for a while, and they all kind of know that. Um, it's been a long while, if you really think back. I mean, it's been a long long while for them so Trubisky didn't work they're gonna have to try something else I mean I think Cam Newton would be uh, why wouldn't you at this point I, I think Nick Foles is fine but again I think he is one of the best backups you can possibly have I don't consider him to be a starting quarterback I do consider Cam Newton a starting quarterback but and then if you have Nick Foles as well and you sit there saying Cam Newton's not doing well all right See ya. Go sit down. Yeah. You're not doing anything. <laughs> we'll try Nick Foles out and see how that works out. And I think Cam Newton has a lot of talent. And I, it, it's a, sometimes I think his head gets in the way. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not 
he can fix that or correct that and make it better so that he can actually be the quarterback we know he can be on the field. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's move along to another declined fifth-year option, and that is Leonard Fournette. (laughs) I'm a little surprised at this just because last season he was very productive, and we know he can be very productive, although we heard all the trade rumors during the draft that he might get traded somewhere, and here it goes. They've declined his fifth-year option, so unless he goes ham this year, which is always a possibility, although the Jaguars' offense might not be the greatest. They drafted Chenault, but they still basically just have Gardner Minshew, and he's not exactly <laughs> a uh, fearful quarterback for defenses. But, you know, so there you go. Leonard Fournette, probably not going to be a Jaguar for much longer. Yeah, it's interesting. I, there's a lot of teams that I think would snag him up in a heartbeat, and they'd probably pay him what he's worth because I think he is a really good running back. The only problem he's really had is an injury. And with when he's not hurt, he's – really productive and when he's out there playing i mean i mean you just look at a couple years ago when he was uh i think it was against the patriots he was just going crazy and then they blew it but he was really really putting it to him and then he got a lot of talent and when it comes to fantasy football i don't think there's any question that this year he's going to be one of the better running backs you can have as far as putting production out there for your for your fantasy team so it doesn't i i I'm sure they got an explanation for it and they want to move on in a different direction. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, to me, it doesn't make sense. I think he's a very high quality running back and maybe they're just concerned that he's going to have injury issues for his whole career and they don't want to deal with it. Uh, I think it probably comes down to the Jaguars. know they won't be competing in the next couple yeah. of years and why pay a running back 15 plus million dollars probably cuz somebody out there will do it for somebody of his caliber if he stays healthy if you're not going to compete you're just wasting money at a spot where you can draft somebody or sign a lesser free agent just to fill the void until you feel you might have a shot at making a playoff run again. So I think that's what it boils down to. And of course it doesn't help that he has had injury issues. Yeah. And he, they would probably be leaning on him a lot this year, though. Maybe that won't be the case if maybe they can trade him mid season or preseason. If somebody else's running back goes down, it's, it's still a name to watch as far as trade candidacy goes. And yes, I, I would absolutely. not be surprised in the least if he ended up somewhere that did end up having their star running back go down, you know, maybe again this year with camps being somebody gets a hamstring injury that, you know, dirty <laughs> word hamstring. And they're like, what do we do? Maybe let's go trade a third round pick for Leonard Fournette, even though he's on mm-hmm. the last year of his deal. You can extend him, do whatever you want. If you think you're uh, a playoff team, a third rounder probably is worth having a pounding running back to, you know, head into the playoffs with. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be in need at any point in the season and you think he's the answer, uh, a third rounder would be worth it. A second rounder would probably be worth it. I don't know. Depending on how good he's performing on the field for the Jaguars at the moment, it could be even worth a first rounder if he's really going to be that good. And if the Jaguars really don't think that they're going to be anything for the next, 
year or two or three or whatever it is. I just, I never liked that mentality to begin with. Right. I feel like you should always try to put a winning team out there, regardless of if you're rebuilding or not, go out there and get a free agent or two to, to make something happen. Because if you continue down the spiral that the jets have been in for a long time, and I think we're (laughs) starting to climb out It's starting, if you, if you continue to go down that spiral, you can't, climb out of it until you get something completely new to wipe it all away. And I think that's what Joe Douglas is trying to do. I don't know whether or not it's going to happen, but I just don't agree with, uh, well, we're rebuilding. We'll be rebuilding. No, you (laughs) should, should, you should rebuild and try to win at the same time. And I don't, I don't see the Jaguars being very smart if that's their strategy here. Nope. Um, but on a side note, real quick, because we all know the Jaguars play a lot of London games. Yeah, that's true. I've heard the schedule for the NFL is coming out this week. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably have a contingency plan for anything, but I did mm-hmm. hear one of the main things was there was going to be no international games this year to keep with a consistent safety you know, schedule and all that kind of stuff. Which, yeah. me personally, I am going to have a little sigh of relief because I <laughs> hated worrying about those dumb 9 a.m. games. Yeah. At least Central Time, 9 a.m., and we got to worry about, oh, crap, I forgot to put in a guy or take out a guy from that dumb <laughs> London game. And Leonard Fournette was one of those guys, especially when he was in and out of lineups and not being healthy. You got to remember to get guys out like that. Now this year, hopefully, they'll see that it's a better thing not to have these London games, but they probably won't <laughs> do that. There's probably a little too much money going over there and making that what, stadium full. What what time is it in London at nine o'clock in the morning here? I I, that, think, that's what I want to know. I think it's like six hours ahead. So it's like a three o'clock in the afternoon type of a game. Well, just push it, make it prime time in London so that we can have it at normal time here. Makes we sense have to, to me. really do that. I mean, seriously. I anyway, it's probably the smartest move at this time in the when we got this COVID nineteen and everything. So right. I I understand that, but uh, it would be kind of nice to get some uh, <laughs> some football going. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see be. what happens this year. But uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, right. something happens. I uh, got two more guys that were declined fifth year options, and then we will try and get into a uh, rookie draft here. Sure. Uh, the next one. Uh, oh yeah, we got another Bengal on the list. John Ross. Now oh. he has been productive with the amount of touches that he's got. So hmm. while I understand why the Bengals wouldn't want to re up him, you know they drafted T Higgins, they got Joe Burrow, they still got AJ Green for a year, they still got Tyler Boyd. So it's not like they need John Ross, but de- yeah, depending on where he went. I could see him being that maybe not quite Deshaun Jackson type role in fantasy football where you know Mm. you're probably only going to get 50 to 60 catches maximum out of guy, but it's going to be close to 1,000 yards and seven, eight touchdowns. He would be a definite great wide receiver three or a flex option in a lot of cases, but he just hasn't panned out like they wanted to. Again, with the touches that he had, you know, like 33 catches and six touchdowns, that's a lot of points for the few catches that he actually did get during the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think he's got, he's got the, that, that, that speed. He's got that type of, like you said, Deshaun Jackson capability, but it just hasn't panned out for him. And I, I'm not a huge fan of Ross, but 
I think there's a there's a possibility of depending on what team he goes to. It, it, but it wouldn't be this year; it'd be next year. But I think there'd be unless they trade for him. I mean, that's a possibility yeah. as well. But uh, it, depending on what where he goes, it could be something that they could actually get some real value out of the guy. All right, and I know you're going to be surprised by this next one. <laughs> Corey Davis has been declined his fifth year <laughs> option. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's okay. No yeah. big deal in my eyes. There's really not a whole lot to say about Corey Davis. He's had a few good games in the couple the, the, the yeah. few years that he's been there, but it's mm-hmm. not enough to want to give him, you know, probably eight, nine million dollars for another year. It's possible they could still bring him back. Any of these guys could get re signed, but they just know we're not paying you what that fifth year option says you be worth. Mm-hmm. We'd be willing to go a little less than that if you want to stick around. But if not, you get to go test the market. And I think Corey Davis still has talent. But yeah. It's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but when you think about all the rookie drafts in the last few years, and other than Treadwell, the guy's been a big <laughs> bust. I mean, it's just not working out for him. I mean, Treadwell's the hugest bust that I can remember. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be the best wide receiver in the group, and he's done nothing so far. Corey Davis has at least done something. But it, to me, it's just I don't – I don't – I would never want him on my fantasy team. And, and when it comes to regular football, I don't know why any <laughs> team would actually just say, oh, yeah, Corey Davis, let's pick him up, let's do something with him. I, I it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And I have to share, I feel so bad. Uh, you brought up the name Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> and yes, I, did. I feel I owe somebody an apology because at one point um, in the flag league, <laughs> I talked my dad into trading a couple of picks to move up in the draft. The Lions wanted to move back. He wanted to move up, and I talked him into moving up to the number three spot, and somehow Laquan Treadwell fell all the way to number three, and I was so happy for him. Oh, you've got a sure thing right there. Everybody says it. So I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, if you're watching out there, uh, I didn't mean to put the Laquan Treadwell curse into your team, but... It was just that easy. It was a no-brain pick, and then he ended up having no brain in the NFL. We got to find out who, what was it, the Lions? Who the Lions picked with their pick, because that makes it even worse if they got somebody of good value. I might be able to find that real quick. We've got, what, two minutes before our mock draft goes, so I'm going to see if I can (laughs) try and find that sure. that was oh man that was a few years back now since mm, yeah let's go to what 2016 or 17 for treadwell i'm gonna guess 16 oh boy mm, somewhere around there yeah. we will see if i can find the rookie draft on that one because and i don't <laughs> i don't want to now and i'm gonna feel twice as bad why are you doing this to me <laughs> Uh, I hope see. it's somebody crazy good. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to the, the rookie draft where we were, I was randomly selected with pick three and John Eddie Jr. was randomly selected with pick 11. So it's a world quite a bit away from each other with the spread of this. So 
I am oh, kind of hoping. Here we go. Get, it was I picked the right one in the first one. So okay, uh, it was actually pick two. He went all the way up to pick two. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Not that it was a huge thing. Uh, let's see. The Lions may have traded one of their other picks. The Lions traded oh. back to five, and my dad up to two. Uh, the first pick in that draft was Zeke. Okay, obviously. Uh, yes. My dad takes yep. Treadwell. Then right after that, Corey Coleman. So we got some real yep. winners. Okay. Oh, and after that, Josh Doxson. So three amazing Ooh. wide receivers right Ooh. there. And then the Lions took Sterling Shepard, and the Buccaneers mm. got Michael Thomas after that. Uh, the Cardinals at eight took Derrick Henry. Oh, wow. The 11th pick in this draft, Leontay Carew. <laughs> okay, so who, who did the Lions get? The, they took Sterling Shepard at five, and then they okay, must have uh, traded back. 201, they got Paul Perkins. So, eh, mm, yeah. yeah. But the draft, we are on the clock here. Here we go. The first pick is on the clock. Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor go one, two. So, no mm. Wisconsin Badger for you. I can only imagine you're going <sighs> to take your. Uh, best rookie running back you think is going to be in this draft i'm not taking dobbins oh well well it just, well it doesn't make sense for this year it would gonna maybe take denzel mims that's what it is no i'm not <laughs> going there i'm going with swift okay okay me, i know you don't like his situation i as much certainly do either, not well dobbins after him Judy at five, Akers at six, Ruggs at seven, Rieger at eight, CeeDee Lamb nine, Justin Jefferson ten, and it's on me. Mm. What do I have to choose from? I've got Ayuk, uh, Higgins, yeah, yeah. not taking a quarterback, Mims, Zach Moss, well, I think actually in this, because we're basically drafting as if we were a dynasty league. I like right, right, right. T. Higgins more than Brandon Ayuk. I know you okay. love some T. Higgins. Oh, I do, for sure. And then Ayuk goes after, then Tua and Antonio Ganey Golden, and back to Tom. Mm-hmm. Guess what? All right. <laughs> um, this is pretty, pretty easy for me. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the, the top guy left for wide receiver is Denzel Mims. And as biased, <laughs> as biased as I am, that is 100% the guy I'm taking. There, of so. course. Then Burrow, Bryson Hopkins, Eno Benjamin, LaVisca Chenault, KJ Hamler, KJ Hill, Hunter Bryant. And I think I'm left with the guy I want. I Who is sure am. That is amazing. Going to go ahead and take a running back in Zach Moss. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, it's no doubt about that. All right, let's see what's left on. Oh, you just missed out on Brian Edwards. Yeah, I would love to have him, but I'm actually looking in a different direction at the point. I don't really care about Jordan Love, perhaps. Yeah, (laughs) you know what? I, I think I might do it. That's what I was looking at because... They picked him in the first round. Uh, I mean, this- means, it means something. We're talking about dynasty. I can hold him in the taxi squad for three years. If we're talking about the flag for the flag league and hold him in there for three years, a hundred percent. I think that's the right fit. Oh boy. Well, I've got some interesting picks here. 
Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn available. Good old Cole Komet. Uh, not doing a tight end right now. Chase Claypool. A lot of people are uh, happy with him in Pittsburgh. I think, oh, man. <laughs> I'm not taking Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I no, th- no. think what I'm going to do is take A.J. Dillon. All right. Makes more. It makes sense. He's still good. He's still all, all right. right. Only three rounds? Oh, right. I thought there was at least, well, you know what? We could probably do another one of these, or we could just, we could talk about the actual rookie draft that I'm in. Why don't we do that? I didn't realize okay. this was only going to be three rounds. That's really short. Most are yeah, usually four, maybe five or six. Our uh, flag league is eight, but that also includes IDP, which the back row listener league that I am in is also an IDP league, 16 teams, so there is a lot going on uh, in this particular one the number one overall pick was jk dobbins apparently they felt wow. like he will be the best guy for the long haul i i agree with that the problem is i always want to win now <laughs> i know me too I, I like to put both of them together and see which one actually means the most to me and i don't think dobbins is going to be much this year i think he'll still get on the field and he's going to be fine but as far as actual fantasy production that's going to help me right now, he's not going to give me enough. But if I'm looking at Swift, I'm also thinking, I think yeah, I can get more this year. And I think it could be for a, quite a while. Now, like you said in previous episodes, it's the Lions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But but I, I believe in Swift. I think Swift, to me, if it wasn't Dobbins, it's Swift was the second best running back in the league. And a lot of people thought he was the best, but I mean, there's the top three was Swift. Uh, 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 top three with Swift Dobbins and uh, Jonathan, uh, blah, 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 that guy, that guy, really the Wisconsin yep. Badger <laughs> that we've talked about 400 million times, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> Thomas, not quite. No, it was not your teen heartthrob. I just love home improvement. Yeah, yeah, really. I love home improvement that much to where that much. I would. Did forget. you have a poster of JTT behind your bed? <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, as I was saying, we've gotten through one pick in this uh, league so far. Uh, <laughs> after that was Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers goes at four, CD Lamb at five, hey. DeAndre Swift at six, Jerry Judy at seven. Higgins at eight. I'm telling you guys, man, the fact that he got drafted in the second round in the first pick yeah. is boosting his value. And I honestly, I disagree with the fantasy value right now. I like T Higgins in the first round, but it has to be late in the first round. Yes. If you want it in the, in the middle or the first part of it, I don't agree with it because there is going to be some time where he's got to sit and learn and he's got to, you know, just not be on the, he's not gonna be on the field all the time. He is a really good wide receiver, and I think there's a lot of chance for him to develop. But right now, I feel like he's a first-round pick, but late because it's not. It's going to take some time for him to get to up to where I think Jerry Judy will be, at where I think C.D. Lamb could be. And sure. even C.D. Lamb, there's a lot of guys around him that I'm sure he's going to be in the field. And he's going to have a lot of production, but I don't know if it's absolutely worth what the fifth pick in the draft. You said it was eighth. Okay, well, that makes more sense. It's a little bit better. It's a 16-team league, so it's still, 
you're, you're going to lose a lot of talent in between Higgins and your next pick because mm-hmm. after Higgins, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jalen Rieger, yeah. Henry Ruggs, and Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. go after at 11 and 12. This is uh, just a normal one-quarterback league, but 16 teams, so the backups are kind of valuable. Joe Burrow mm-hmm. goes at 13, Michael Pittman 14, A.J. Dillon 15, Brandon Ayuk 16, and the second round started off with Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Antonio Gibson, Zach Moss, LaMichael P. Ryan at 2.5, yeah. Denzel Mims at 6, LaVisca Chenault 7, Tua at 8, Chase Young, the first IDP off the board at 2.9. Okay. That makes sense. Chase Claypool, Isaiah Simmons, then I took the third IDP, Kenneth Murray at 12. I took Justin Jefferson in the first round, if I didn't mention that. Okay. Then yeah. uh, a run of a bunch of backup running backs, Darrington Evans, DJ Dallas, Joshua Kelly, and we're right now at 3.2 in that draft. So lots of time because I believe Sleeper doesn't even have a timer or we didn't put a timer on it. So there's plenty of time to make your picks, and it's – Lots of time before the season starts, so it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would ask you who you're eyeing at this point, but I don't want you to spoil your your draft. Yeah, <laughs> when this gets, is a real draft. It's not just mock. So when it gets to my pick, there will have been uh, let's see, thirty forty three players off the board. Okay, now, yeah. there's not going to be a whole lot left. It'll probably be an IDP or of some kind, unless I do need running backs in that league. So <laughs> if there's any kind of a running back, that's probably what it'll end up being, but I don't even know what will be left at that point. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a lottery ticket, and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's going to do it for us. I will uh, take a All screenshot right. of this, and we'll post it in the show notes if you want to see where everybody went uh, again, I thought it was going to be more than three rounds. So that was very <laughs> short. Uh, we waited all that time to make sure we got in the right one and we didn't have any lag time in between and it was over in like a minute and a half. So yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the mock draft as short as it was. Uh, maybe we can find a, a place where we can do a longer one and we can just uh, post our results. You and I can do one offline and, yeah. Uh, do a recap of it next week. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, going to do it for this week. Uh, hopefully you're not too saddened by the loss of Don Shula. I know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of – it's 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 sucky to a certain degree for sure. I mean, like you said, he was older, so you kind of knew it was coming to a certain degree. But, I mean, one of the best, if not the best, coach of all time. Yep. All right. Well, uh, again, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you're on Twitch or watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Uh, Go ahead and check out some audio dramas if you're into that thing. The Veiled West, The Veiled Monarch. Still waiting to see when We Be Pirates comes out. (laughs) I was so excited for that one, and uh, we're still waiting. I understand why, but I still am a little sad. Anyway, uh Yeah, thanks for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up for your rookie drafts this season.